right, my lady. We're on? We are on. All right, then. Let the games begin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Who's ready for a game of My Favorite Things? Oh, Jesus. Spiritual edition. It just, just reminds me of that Christmas song. Now it's gonna be stuck in my head. I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Anybody who knows me knows I fucking hate Christmas. Anybody who knows me knows that my wife absolutely fucking loves Christmas. So, we have come to the mm. agreement that I at least give him the best Christmas of the Christmases he has had. Well, this is true. Mostly because I do not make it a whole thing. No. And we are in agreement that I try to limit Christmas carols at all costs around him. <laughs> you did absolutely incredible this year. I wasn't sure if you were going to make it. <laughs> yeah, but I put headphones on in Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of times you went taking her out for a walk, Christmas Carols were on. Uh, right, there you go. So, <laughs> and there were Christmas Carols while I was doing laundry. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I've just gotten, be- gotten better at hiding the Christmas carols. Oh, God. <laughs> See, uh, and even though, like, it's a thing, like, I guess, well, I guess for, from my perspective, I, I have a great sense of appreciation for the fact that, you know, you, you enjoy it. Like, you don't. You're not bogged down by me not liking Christmas carols. You know what I mean? Like I mean, you, certainly I would be beyond thrilled if you were into Christmas carols and yeah, got into the giddiness of just true. singing occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like heart desire if you just like impromptu got into Christmas spirit super mu- super lots with me. But I, I mean at what. the same time you've gotten better. You have definitely like you've gone out and purchased Christmas gifts gifts for me now. You're actually yeah. you know, you've wrapped gifts on your own yeah. a little bit and you know, it's you're not as bad. No, but then that's because you really do you do make it a pleasant experience. For me, Christmas has always been that. It's just about the fun of it. It's a time to be childlike and enjoy and let let be an uplift as winter's about to come in. You know, ending of a year and enjoy family and do silly little things to make each other happy. Yeah, I've never I've never had that you know, for the majority of my life, so... Yeah, from what you've described, you've had a strange drama, competitive type and thing with Christmas, most, and it's most weird. People, most people I know know that Christmas time is the season of drama. Which is so weird for me, because growing up, that was the one time that there wasn't drama. It was the one drama-free time of year. Yeah, that you kind of look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't experienced that until you. <laughs> I know that might sound really sad to some people, but uh, whatever it is. I mean, even my is. dad would participate in Christmas a bit. 
and yeah let's not go there <laughs> no but like for example so just as an example like yeah, that's yeah. it's the one time that he would actually get slightly involved right yeah, it was, so. so it was a magical time right <laughs> he, he, he became normal at that time of the year more, well <laughs> more so than the rest of the time so anyway yeah. but uh, we were talking about favorite things and then we got into Christmas Kid, yeah, because that well is favorite, favorite things thing. <laughs> what is your favorite <laughs> holiday Christmas what is your favorite holiday though it's always been New Year's as far back as I can remember, always been years. My my family never really celebrated Christmas, and so we focused on New Year. And like, I don't have a lot of New Year memories in terms of like the whole family. I just knew that we did. You know, we did our own little. Like, my mom was not big on the celebration stuff. She she was big on. You know, like cleaning the house and getting the house ready for the new year. Oh, that okay. was that was her thing. So I grew up with a lot of that. So New Year's means more to me than probably even birthdays. Oh wow. Yeah, like it's yeah, it definitely means a lot more to me than than most most holidays I would say I mean birthdays weren't a major celebrated thing growing up for us either mm. I mean I think the most epic was when my brother's birthday was all but forgotten the one year what <laughs> yeah he was like I think he was turning four yeah and somehow mom had missed planning anything for him oh shit and unfortunately his birthday was like three days after mine and that had been my 10th birthday so I actually had a whole gaggle of friends over and doing a party sleepover type scenario so maybe she just got caught up in that so <laughs> that was when you basically got forgotten and I raced around throwing together stuff 10 year old me throwing stuff together for him and inviting a few neighbor people it was basically all adults but it was like there's something so get people together man. you know <laughs> throw a few things together kind of thing but then, I mean, likewise, I think it was about my, I want to say, 14th birthday. That was all but forgotten. Wow. And the same thing. My brother had, like, a great big bowling party thing going on or something. Yeah. And I got a strange cat, top cat, like a strange wind chime featuring a cat. And anybody knowing me, I, I don't do wind chimes to begin with. Right. It was, oh, here's your birthday gift. And it was... It wasn't even wrapped. <laughs> so that was that's, my... That's brutal. Everybody forgot about me here. <laughs> See, it was such not a big thing in our family, in our, like, immediate family, that birth, birthdays never really felt great for me. Like, even from a kid, I, you know, so there wasn't any, you know, there wasn't really much to go around to give birthday presents. Okay. And a lot of that was due to the way that the group ran. You know, like we weren't getting paid to do shows. A lot of people thought we were like fucking rolling in money and shit. No, we we never fucking got paid to do shows. We we maybe got like gas money, you know, to get our vehicles back to wherever wherever they were. Unreal. You know, 
Everybody else got paid. I, I know that for a fact. Like, all the other groups that were kind of to-do groups, I know that they all got paid. The, the only time we actually really got paid was um, the bigger concerts that we did. And then that 14 Island tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got paid for those. But that's And that's literally because somebody else was doing it. When it came to church people, fuck that. We weren't getting paid. We didn't get shit. I mean, you get a bit bitter about things like that. Well, I, I, mean, I anyone... personally do because, I mean, I was a kid at the time. And, of course, my parents did their best to shield me from shit. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want us to really know, like, what was going on. Because, I mean, as a kid, you get really, really vera. You know what I mean? Like, you, if, if you know somebody's trying to not do the right thing as a kid, it's, that means war. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a schoolyard war. It's happening. It's happening now. We're going to burn the shit down. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so my parents, knowing that about children on the whole, they just kind of kept that shit to themselves. And they always kept us calm. And we, they had, they always basically taught us, look, we don't depend on anyone. God will provide. I mean, now I definitely have a much better sense of what that actually means, you know, but, you know, as a kid, you're growing up in that kind of situation where, you know, you're putting your heart and soul into something and people are just basically using, well, it's no different than what I experienced the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> it's true. You've, you've had some, yeah, some no. themes. Yeah, I've had some themes. So, I mean, New Year's was always the thing that I personally look forward to. That's definitely one of my favorite times of year. So we got kind of hefty into past trauma stuff there. <laughs> well, you know, like people got to keep it light. I personally think that, I mean, our plan what, was to what, keep, a, keep it a little lighter oh, this true, time. But I mean, I, I think that people just need to understand that spirituality is a, is a tough gig. You know, it's not, it's not in any way, shape or form easy. And, Maybe by even by me just kind of talking these things out, people will understand. Like it, that you know, I'm no saint. I know what I know. I can do what I do. Clients have very profound experiences, but the reason that they have profound experiences is because I've been through some shit that I had to solve. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? That's. One of our claim to fames that we use is that the things that we speak of, the things that we teach, it comes from experience. We're not spouting theories we haven't heard of or seen what other people have gone through. We've gone through it. Been through it. What's your other favorite thing? My other favorite thing? Mm -hmm. You mean the next favorite thing? Yeah. Next topic. All right. Oh, baby topic. I'm going to think. Let's go with your favorite spiritual book. Oh, fuck. It'd be my first one. Well, not, you know, uh, yeah, no, my first one. I'd have to say the first one. Magic for Beginners by J.H. Brennan. I will forever always be grateful for having gone into the bookstore that day. And I had three books to choose from. One, believe it or not, was Magic of the Golden Dawn. 
imagine this. This is like back then. Yeah, that would have been interesting had you chosen that one. That would have led you a whole different direction. Oh my God, would that have ever led me into a completely different direction? And it was, and the reason why I didn't take it is because uh, the Golden Dawn magic was talking about ways that you should even exercise, which now I understand, right? But ways that you should exercise and they had like the full body um, mudras that you would use, you know, like for the rosy cross rituals and things like that. And I didn't understand any of that back then. I was just, I just needed help. You, know you were I mean? coming straight out of uh, the Christianity and just realizing that you need to face your fear, which was the devil right. magic. Well, well this was thing. based on that shittiness with my brother, mm. right? So this was, and so I had to solve it, like because I was going like, three months. I was going. You were three going months. to die if you didn't solve it. Three months on having fucking palpitations and cold sweats. Three months. I had to solve it. So when I went in there, and I mean, at some point I'll probably give more details about it, but it suffices to say I went in there, got the book, and, you know, if, if anybody knows about, like, back in the day when you had to go to the <laughs> drugstore to buy condoms, it was a thing. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is how I went to buy that magic book. It was a fake. <laughs> so I Fruit went, of glances oh, and all included. Oh my god! I <laughs> went in. You know, I finally hurried up to the the till, bought the book, put it in the bag. Oh god! <laughs> I didn't even take it out the bag while traveling because anybody sees this shit, like you know, you don't want to be you don't want to be that person. And. The reason why I rave about that book is because in the first three chapters, it taught me to meditate in a way and addressed exactly what I was looking for. I felt so much anger towards my brother because of the situation that happened that I was having like incredibly intense cold sweat dreams of anger and I would wake up with the bed sheets completely soaked from literal cold sweat right so this this was beyond anxiety and, and all of that shit like I think like your heart was going to give out if you didn't change oh, something ab fast. absolutely I would not have lived to see 25 that's how young I was I would not have lived to see 25 so I um those first three chapters taught me to meditate in a way to see the problem in a very specific way and to burn it out. Like, God level burn it out. And the, when I got to that third chapter and I performed that meditation, I slept for 10 hours. Was that the one where you did the directions? No. Oh, that's a different one that's you're referencing. Like, no, this this was this was before I even got to the end of the first half of the book. Oh, okay. Right? This was within the first month of me reading the book. That I read the first three, three chapters and did this, and I slept for 10 hours. 
I had not been sleeping for three months and I slept for 10 hours. Just for anyone wanting a frame of reference, to begin with, you don't sleep a lot. No, I don't. I mean, Naturally, if you sleep six hours, I consider you've had a full night's sleep. I, I slept in. <laughs> You know? It's more common for you to sleep maybe three or four hours. Yeah, I'm good to go for like Ever. 10 days. <laughs> well, you'll do that for 10 days or a week, and then you'll you'll have a couple spurts of uh, six hours, over, like say three spurts over two days of six hours, and then you do the same thing again, the three to four hours for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know, it's just, just the way my body works. So imagine under stress, I was sleeping even less. Under that level of stress, I was sleeping even less. Like, I, I just about didn't even have a proper circadian rhythm. Well, so I would say you clearly didn't at that right. point. So sleeping 10 hours off of a meditation, like, that was huge for me. Yeah, so definitely life-changing book. And I mean, obviously, right. start you off. And I find it interesting because the first real spiritual book I had was probably my best in for spiritual books and that was the well it wasn't my first first but first kind of set and that was the initiation into hermetics really yeah franz bardon that would be my favorite because i remember the feelings the the sense of deep understanding and the relief of that understanding i did not know that yeah see we're learning things about each other Favorites. I remember the sense of relief and understanding, and it was so profound to understand <laughs> what I was like that that feeling of I don't know, you know, am I supposed to see auras? Am I supposed to not? Is this the devil's yeah. work? Is it not? All of those were clearly answered and gave me a clear path forward, clear exercises to do. Yeah. And it was all laid out clean, clear, logic, and all the information and I was floored. It felt like somebody gifted me the rest of my life. Yeah. And I mean, the, the clause here is this, before this podcast, the only way that we've ever spoken about the books or knowledge that we have is through like personal contact. Yeah. So I mean, we're, what we're saying right now, is stuff that we have never actually spoken outright in public. So that that initiation into Hermetic's book that uh, Sage is talking about is... <sighs> Man, the story... Maybe, I'll, yeah, again, there's a lot of details and I'm just kind of skimming over. But how I found that book is also very incredible. It took, well, I had spent about $5,000 over two years in books when I got here, when I got here to Canada, because that was the first, that was one of the first things on my mind. I got to get, I got to get my library In case up. nobody could tell, we enjoy books. Yeah. And what I found was all the books that I bought were just fucking regurgitating shit and it would only go so far and no further. So it pissed me off. And then I started doing research and the, the internet was still mm, kind of so-so. It wasn't, there wasn't even Facebook then. I don't even think my, my space was, my space was just starting up. Was then. Google up? Uh, barely. Not, not nearly as it is now. Google was, Google was up, but. My first search engine was Ask Jeeves. 
No, I never use Ask Jeeves. No? I had um. Uh, Ask Jeeves and then Yahoo. Yahoo is what I use. Yeah. So Yahoo, I started doing research and then I found this guy, uh, Willem. Right. And Willem's uh, work on his website had all of the the content for radionics. And inside of Willem's work, when he talks about radionics, he talked about uh, magic and how to use radionics for magic. And then he went on to mention Franz Bardon. So I'm thinking, wait, what? Who? What? Shut the fuck <laughs> up. latched right onto that one. Oh, I, I stopped that page. <laughs> and, and for those of you who knew the internet back then, this is a literal thing. You have to stop the page from loading. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped that page and went and searched Franz Bardon and then found Initiated into Hermetics. I was like, holy crap. And then, lo and behold, three weeks later, I went down to the other bookstore um, that the witch's place down there, right? Oh, yeah. The first okay. book where I, had, where I made stuff, right? And she had it. I never commissioned it. She had it. Wow. This is three weeks later after I found So I just told her, look, I want that book right now. Like, with that one. That one right there. And she <laughs> kind of gave me, I remember it, because she gave me that kind of look like, huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... And then I got it, and I start. Oh, I couldn't put the book down. So I know that feeling you're talking about because I personally couldn't put the book down. Yep. That book was always in my possession. And when I went to work, when I came home, that book was in my possession. <laughs> that I, book is beat. <laughs> Listen, I mean, you may have bought it new, but it's been read like between you, between me, a, traveled everywhere. Up. It is beat up. It definitely beat. Up. It's due for a fresh uh, spine binding. <laughs> yeah. Like if, like honestly, as, as a listener right now, if you are looking for a full culmination, an ultimate culmination of spiritual work on exactly what to do step by step, get this book, right? Initiation into Hermetics by Franz Bardot. Now, this is the first time we have uttered this ever. <laughs> secret knowledge per se. Our, our crowning glory, amazing book of amazingness that this, has made such an impact for both of us. It will so, take you. It will take you from where you are right now, even if you have, if you know nothing about spirituality. This I don't book, think we have mentees that know about this, or students of any sort that know no, about this book. We have. We've not told people about this book. No, no. but I mean, it's about so, time now. Yeah. So. We're, we're letting this out now. It's also almost impossible to find the book these days. Which well, is... it, it's... Sorry, guys. It's expensive. The, the, the links that I found... Like, if you the, can get a hold of it, though, it's worth every penny. Yeah, if you find it used or anything like that, because like the brand new ones that I found, the links that I found, were like upwards of three dollars $400. So, Jeez. yeah. So if you, if you find it... This book is so good, I would spend $300 on it. Yes, it is absolutely worth that and more and like thousands more. So at the time when I bought it, I also, when I got to the end of the book, um, I found out he had more books. And so you got all I, of them. I, well, I got the ones that, I, that were at the back of the book. Yeah. 
it was like three or four years later I find out there's other books that weren't in the back of those books. I was like, well, fuck right off. So I searched them out and actually bought PDFs. That one, that other one site, that one site, so like I've got that site and and we're not telling you that site. (laughs) You got to get to know us. Not there yet. No, you got to get to know us a little better before we tell you. Um, So I went to that one site and I bought the like legit PDF. And that's, so now I actually have all of his works. Except except for the... I knew I had all of his works, but I didn't realize that... uh... It was all those PDFs. I thought you had that in some of those. No, no. Oh, okay. No, like I, those. Obviously, those, as you can tell, I haven't read all of his works. The two, the the other two, like the one, the one that I use as the expanded uh, soul mirror stuff. Like yeah. That one, and there's the other one that is sort of a follow up that was written after his after his uh, death, as a collaboration effect. Um, collaboration works. Was that the? Is that that blue book? Yeah, yeah. The blue book that I can't remember the name of. No, 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 not, no, not that one. No, the the other one. This one has to do with a group of his students that got together oh. and basically kind of went through all of the concepts from the first book, the ten steps, and the and then the other ones. Okay. Um, and then they basically answered a whole bunch of questions. Like it's a super thick, like I don't know, four or five hundred page book. And um, so yeah, so now I have every single work, all with the exception of the original manuscripted letters. Okay. So got um, I've got all of those. Uh, the one thing I was going to add in with favorite books, because while this this was specifically for spiritual books, but mm-hmm. the one that impacted my spirituality mm-hmm. intensely, immensely, mm-hmm. was actually a novel. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Okay, which one? It was uh, A Circle of Magic by... um, Holy snap! (laughs) That's why I went straight to the computer. I've got two names in my head, and all of a sudden... (laughs) Just like that, here, here. Oh, I'll get it. Hold on. You'll probably find faster than me. I'm having a brain fart here. (laughs) I know the author. Yeah. As a C or K? So, oh, it's M. Uh, it's I found it. Tamara Pierce. It is Tamara Pierce. Oh, there you go. I thought it. See, I thought it was Tamara Pierce, and then I started second guessing myself with some other series. <laughs> okay. It is Tamara Pierce. Uh, <laughs> so it was actually a novel, um, fantasy novel. Mm-hmm. Really good, but the thing that caught me there, all these, the, the four that make up this very special group that is centered in this series. Uh, They get taught meditation to to handle their uh, magical abilities, their gifts that are abnormal to what most magical gifts are. Okay. And they describe so clearly how to do the meditation. And bear in mind, this was back before internet was really much of a thing. Like, it existed, but you did not have it in your house. You could use it in the library at school specifically 
for school research if you had teacher's permission. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it wasn't really a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I grew yeah. up in a small town. You know, small town and all that. So like, it just <laughs> didn't really learn things about magic. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was revelatory to me, and I had the thought to try meditation like this. Right. I didn't even know meditation was a thing. I mean, that's how unschooled I was. I was about eleven. Craziness. And I did the meditation as laid out, and that was the first time I gained any control over my abilities. After I learned to meditate like that, and I did it twice a day, every day religiously, after a couple of months, yeah. I was amazed. We went to the city, and mm -hmm. for the first time in years, I went into the Walmart and did not have a panic attack when we went in. Wow. I did not stay in the car. Yeah. I went out, and I remember because I was so excited to go get these gel pens <laughs> that I really wanted. Yeah. I was able to go in and pick out gel pens. That's incredible. Just from that meditation, the ability to control. So that right. that's one that made such a significant impact. Again, a first. Those yeah. firsts really make such a huge impact. But despite it being a novel, learning that simple technique. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we later found out that I had to make some adaptations because the way I did that meditation, handling my abilities was ripe for explosion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as a basic with nothing else, it worked wonders. It wasn't a wrong technique. It's just well, well, yeah, left yeah. much to be desired as we got further into things. Right, exactly. See, I'm looking for the one that that kind of started me off before all of this. It was um. Remember, remember that lady that I told you? She was kind of like my surrogate mother when yeah. my mom had left like yeah the one who passed away a couple yeah, years ago or so yeah five daughters yeah. Or so her oldest daughter had given me this spiritual book <clears throat> it's a spiritual novel right and I don't think you told me about this really this might be a first story holy shit here we are on a podcast everybody <laughs> I Bring could, out the fanfare. I could, After I, 11 years, I'm hearing a story that I have not heard before. <laughs> Go for it. I could have sworn I told you. Anyway, so the name of the book is High Places, but I, I'm looking for it right now. I don't see it. It's a very old novel, and I mean, if, if anybody out there has actually heard... Wait a second, this might be it. Just hang on one second. Um... Anyway, I'll tell I'll tell the thing as it is here. So basically, the story on from on the book is uh, it was based on this preacher who built this you know like like TV pastor business you know like the the Jimmy Jimmy Swagger type of thing. Okay. Right, and ended up getting mixed up with some really fucked up shit that end up having to do with NDEs. This is the first time that I had ever heard about NDEs near this near death experiences. And he ended up um having to well, he ended up having one of these experiences because he found out a way to eat it. Like to the original Garden of Eden. Okay. They had to, you had to have a near death experience to go there. 
so he found out where the where Eden should have been in this in this mountain, and they made the trek there. Found a cave in there, and then built the <laughs> built the lab in the cave to have this experience. Like it was so fucking incredible. I didn't put. That, I remember that I did not put that book down. When, the moment that I wasn't doing something, I didn't put that book. Down. And you don't read novels. I don't read. It was it, like to that's this that's date, gonna be one of the few like a handful of novels you've ever read. To this date, it is still the only novel I've actually read cover to cover. The only one. The only one. You read Animal Farm. Well, that was well. I wouldn't call it a novel. For me, Animal Farm was way more than a novel. It pissed. Every, Animal okay, Farm but was technically the only, yeah, being true, a novel, so true. technically well, okay. you read more than one novel cover to cover. All right. And so, in terms of a novel that has more than more than three hundred pages, let's call it that. Okay. <laughs> and that one has got more than three hundred pages. That was the only one I read. Because yes, in school I read um, Peter of Mountain Frame. I read. <laughs> Um, I've, I've um, surpassed you by about a thousand then. Oh, God. You're, you're <laughs> For novels over 300 pages. You're, you're an absolute beast <laughs> with novels. Um, so, yeah, I read Peter of Mouty Frame. I read Animal Farm. And there was another one. No, no, that would have been Peter. There was another one that was similar to Peter of Mount Ephraim. These are, like, really old books. I don't even think they're, you could even find them in print anymore. Um, but, yeah, this one, High Places, and, uh, uh, yeah, High Places is the only sp actual spiritual novel that was about a thousand pages that I read. And it was so fascinating. Like, everything that they talk about in that book is stuff that we've pretty much experienced now. Like, that's how detailed that book is. <laughs> like, a lot of stuff. But it was, it was like, shrouded in the context of Christian spirituality. Okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was, that by far still my favorite, like, spiritual-type novel. That would, that would be my... Bearing in mind that you've admitted that's really the only larger novel well, you write cover to cover, so you don't have much to. Psychologically, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm staying away from all the novels because I don't know if they're going to be that good. Because that novel made me feel. You know, I've got books that I are. know you do, but it's, it's I don't know. It's it's a thing in my head that I haven't gotten past that yet. Oh my God, you haven't even got into Anne McCaffrey, dear. No. You would you would lose your mind with Anne McCaffrey. See, that's the problem. I want to keep my mind. <laughs> Oh, you no! You would be passionate in love <laughs> with Anne McCaffrey's works, uh, I don't like know. the Dragon Riders of Pern, for example. See, oh. especially when it comes to dragons. Oh, anyway. okay. I, I've, I have several things I need to get you into. You're gonna have to entertain me and read like one book a year. That's a novel. I don't know. Okay. You're gonna have maybe, to. Maybe I'm not. I'm not making. Oh it no, we're, we need to make it a plan. I'll read one nonfiction. You read one fiction. Oh, for the love. There we go. We've tried that before, woman. Yeah, but that was in our first 10 years. Okay. <laughs> that was just oh. the practice run. There's, there's a new 10. There's a new 10 that's rolling over. Yes. A new 10. Okay. Anyway, wow. So we've done, what, all of two different favorite things? Pretty well. We really get chatty. Well, I mean, it's exciting when you, when you, can, exciting. Share, when you can share such a great feeling from you know, from properly articulated words and an incredibly told story. 
and I think I think that's for me like that is the thing I absolutely love about being a shaman the act of telling stories because you can you can you can lead a person through so many incredible emotions just by telling them a great story that would help them to just through deductive reasoning um you know like come up with understanding hey look my life is fucked up but i'm alive and i'm okay and that's a lot like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if if i can get them to that place then more is possible all right are you ready for a new favorite hit me because i'm sure anybody within spirituality wants to know this i mean think about even our start what is your favorite rock (laughs) your gemstone your favorite gemstone (laughs) Um, my favorite rock will forever and always be quartz crystal. And I think mostly because it's famed as like almost the lowest of the crystals. And anybody who's actually worked with crystals on an intimate level would know that is far from the truth. A quartz crystal can be programmed. They're very, there's, if I'm correct about this, there's maybe 10 crystals that are even remotely closely as programmable as a quartz crystal. Like quartz crystal is so incredibly versatile that you could make it vibrate the same as any other crystal. So you could make it vibrate as a tiger eye. You could make it vibrate as a, as another agate. Like you can like you you can send that vibration into the quartz crystal and make it vibrate that. That, that is so cool that you actually that quartz crystal is your favorite because very few people would actually choose that as a favorite Ever. because they would think it too simple. Yes. So that I find fascinating. It's one of the most powerful crystals as far as I'm concerned. All right. So my well, turn. besides besides the ones that they find inside of meteors. Right. Are you ready for my turn for a favorite gemstone then? Do you know it? No. Carnelian. Oh yeah, that's right. That one, like the vibration I get from it, I remember holding Carnelian the first time and... Yeah, that was at that tree show. No, that was at our favorite little rock place. Mineral and rock place down in Cloverdale there. Oh, right. Remember, Shit, I held I it and menstrual cramps that. just dissipated and my whole body just felt right. Yes, yes. I like, even as though. I say the word carnelian or think it, I feel the carnelian stones I have here yeah. respond. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a simple matter of it responds to me. It feels like like a warm hug. Yeah. They <laughs> are great stones, that's for sure. Yeah, it just... It's just I a totally simple favorite. Like not as in that's the one I would use for anything and everything, but if you talk about an unadulterated, just simple favorite, it's carnelian for me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, certainly I use other ones for different purposes. Oh. I mean, that one only has so many things that I really find it working wonderful for. But if I want a comfort stone, oh, carnelian. There was a guy who was promising to send me stuff I still haven't heard from me. Remember that guy that's telling you about? Like he's supposed to send me a whole bunch of stuff. But... I don't remember at this point. 
You don't I, have to give me a little more elaboration for me to remember. I, this is I, my brain. <laughs> if you told no me idea. told it to me without writing it down, you don't I, have to give me I, more I, elaboration. I've it a couple of times, but like he's he's been. It feels familiar. I just he's been he's been kind of sporadic. Just feels like fair ways off. Okay, so do you have anything composed for a favorite topic? Just so that. I mean, I can get more more things, but let's see if you have one. You're doing good at it. Sorry, I'm kind of yawning right now. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, it is late. Um, or early. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your perspective. <laughs> right. How about your favorite spiritual sect? Like, named sect, like your witchcraft, druidism, medicism, oh, oh, that type oh, of thing. Path. 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 Yeah. There you go. Favorite spiritual path. You have a favorite. Um, let me think about that. I mean, besides the obvious of what you mainly follow. I think all in all, I would have to say Voodoo. And I mean, we know that is what you follow, but why did you choose that one then? Um... Well, when I was studying Wicca, I found it to be very utilitarian and very Christian structured. I still do. And I know that would probably rub some people the wrong way, but there's a lot about Wiccan philosophy and Wiccan uh, thergy which is very much along the lines of the methodology of how Christians function and operate. And after studying, you know, like basically all three, all three levels, it's, that just kind of turned me off. I understand what the, what the intention is, but I didn't, I, I don't agree with the, the liturgies of it. I just didn't. Um, Druidism is closer to what I personally feel and like. And I definitively love the aspect of the trees. I've always been very, very conscious of trees. Um, what else? What else have I... Demonology with, came later. Um, it's great. And I mean, just based on my experience, our experience with demons, I wouldn't... I wouldn't worship a demon just because of what I know. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've learned that much with them. Uh... Fairyology? Well, you know my history with fairies. <laughs> At some point we might get into that. <clears throat> um, and then there's... You're into the mic. What about my mic? Oh, you're kind of breathing into it there. Oh, was I? Sorry. <laughs> I was just adjusting my crocheting yeah. project. Um, then there's... Uh, God, there's so many areas. Oh! You really okay, liked so, um, runes. Oh, I was gonna say what you found a lot about. Uh, not evocation. Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! Um, I don't know. I can't see your thought. 
Enochian. Oh, Enochian, yeah. And there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, Enochian was fun. That, I don't know. A lot of people find it very cumbersome, but I found Enochian extremely fun. Like, and maybe that's just because of my understanding of angels, right? But I found Enochian quite fun. Because angels have, as far as humans are concerned, angels literally have no sense of humor. <laughs> the most, well, the big ones. <laughs> and I find that extremely funny. Like, it's just, it's hilarious to me. Um, working with them is probably almost as direct as working with the law in that they are very direct. And if you say something stupid or you you know you act stupid, they just don't respond to you. Like I think angels are probably the reason why people ghost. <laughs> Cause they'll just ghost you if you start talking stupid shit. <laughs> it's just what they do. They don't have they don't, they're intelligence beings. So if you if you open your oh, mouth, where am I? <laughs> sorry, I swear you're not boring me. I was just no. stretching. Yeah, no, but like you know, if if you open your mouth and or you open your brain and you're not saying or thinking anything intelligent, the angels they just they just shut down. They don't. <laughs> they just they're not about that. Um, but besides Anokian, um the runes. Yeah, I really like them too. The the runes, man. Whoa. The Scandinavian runes, the Germanic runes, you know, Elder Futhark, like oh runes. <laughs> just just runes. Not to mention, um, with all of the various experiments that I've done with different magical forms and rituals the runes have always been the fastest to work. Like, when I draw some runes, you know, when I put some blood runes down, like, shit happens. And it happens fast. So that, which is, for me, it's very reminiscent of how the lower work. We, we've seen how the lower, like, you and I have seen how the lower work. Like, you... You ask them for some something to happen, man. Shit happens like quickly, and mm -hmm. it's very direct. So, I mean, like, there's ceremonial magic which I did, but again, I really don't like liturgies because it just reminds me of the humdrum of process. Like the the not not process but procession, derivative of process anyway. There's always some kind of procession in a church, and ceremonial magic just reminds me of that kind of. There are people who are attracted to that because it makes them feel, you know, feel that extra thing. You know? Some people like a bit of glitz and glam. Well, it's not even about the glitz no? and glam. Like procession. And ceremony, there are some people who have this, the, I haven't really studied that at all, so think I'm reasonably think, unfamiliar with it beyond that it exists. Okay, here here let me let me let me jog your memory for a minute. Remember when I had that surprise trip where we went down to the 
before for Christmas Eve, we went to the Gravelberg Church. Yeah. Right. Remember how crazily <laughs> almost humdrum droning that was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. There are people who love that. The people who love, 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 love the procession. Okay. Because it makes them feel that feeling of holiness. And okay. I don't I don't get that from that. The, it makes me just almost irritated and impatient. But I would sit down for a ritual for three hours though. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Which and, nearly seems like an oxymoron. Well, but... it's true. Be- but there's no procession. Yeah. That so it's a it's a very different way of being for me. I don't I don't I'm not big into procession. But you know, give give me give me good ritual, and I'm like I'm all over it. I'm I'm with that program. Yeah, and for me, I'm I'm pretty well established with the hermeticism being my favorite yes i for me i love the logic to it because i really you know despite being psychic and all i love logic it's just my mo it's i love to have an answer for a thing maybe that is what makes me such a great psychic getting the right answer i mean (laughs) you know logic within it i've noticed it bugs me when i have a vague answer yeah, and there are people who just live for vague answers. Like I don't, I don't get that either. That's something I, I will never yeah. personally so, understand. I mean, as a secondary, like I definitely agree that with runes being an excellent yeah. one to enjoy as well. See, I guess I guess to give it a category, for me, I don't. I, if if a piece of magic is not direct, I really don't want anything to do with it. Because of, especially now more than ever, because of my experience with runes, um, Enochian, and um, and Vudan. those are three things that are brutally direct. You know, like like the the process of um, to to translate it is washing of the head, right? To to translate the process is process of washing washing the head. And mm-hmm. in Vudan, in it's literal. You literally get your head washed. And it's a spiritual washing as well. Right? right. Every time I go to stretch, I'm yawning. And all it is is I've been sitting here for a while, but I go to stretch and I yawn. Yeah. It's good. It's release. That's all it is. <laughs> Comfortable conversation. Because normally we'd be laying down doing this. Sometimes. Sometimes. Depends if I'm crocheting or not. I think I'm just about crocheted out. My hands are just about ready to be done for that. Um, But I did have another next good one. Go for it. Which I just lost my train of thought on. So give me one (laughs) second. There we go. I was going to say, how about your favorite divination tool? Oh, boy. Like whether it be cards, pendulum, other method, both. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big pendulum person, but I've only recently started using it again because of the radionics equipment. Yeah. Um, 
like I'm I'm really good with with like radionic pendulum scrying. Like I I can get results crazy, but so there's that. Um, what else have I used? The only one that I haven't been able to use because I I want to make the tools myself is the um, it's called the IFA, I believe it is IFA or Fa bones. It's it's bone bone reading. In, yeah, like wood I've, on wood on bone reading. I thought that would be really interesting too. Yeah, so I because I, I want to make the tools myself. And that's why I really haven't had it. Um, because it's a really it's a long process to make like to get the bones prepared and everything right but um so so far i would say uh cartomancy specifically using tarot and specifically even more would be the rider weight deck i love the simple again you know it for me it's got to be direct and I find that those cards, those original right away cards, are so direct. Some people find them very confusing, but for me, I find them more confusing than anything. Yeah, and it, I, you're not you're not alone. You're not alone with that. I find them ex- extremely simple. This is where people have to realize that you know when you find a tool that you're really great with, mm-hmm. then go for it. Yes, you know. Uh, some people write better with gel pens compared to ballpoint pens. You know, for example, like if you find it, I know that's a little simplistic, but if you no, find a tool that works wonderful right. for you, yeah. then by all means. Well, look at me. My as long as you're opened up. With my experience with fairies, I would never ever get a fairy deck. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It, that, it just, that's just not going to work. I might, pick up, I might pick up a gnome deck. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would even pick up a brownie deck if there was one. Right. Right. Me and other fairies? Nah, not so much. <laughs> but the right away deck, and then my first deck, which is the one I still have. Yes. From Trinidad. Right. So the Karma cards, you know, there's a new version of it, right? I haven't looked at that at all, so I wouldn't know, but that yeah, makes sense. There's, there's a new version. There's a new version. I'm not, I don't. I don't know about that. I looked at it and I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, they have to kind of refresh these things for different generations, basically. But I have the the first original, uh, the first original design of the deck. So yep. and that deck came with me from Trinidad. I had that deck for That's years. That's one of the few things that you still have yes. from your backpack of yes. belongings. That deck has for anyone who doesn't know, a lot, man. when you moved here, yeah. you came with a backpack. Sing- a single army canvas backpack. <laughs> yeah. Had everything in it that I owned. Yeah. Like, well, with the exception of those books. Right. But everything, your most important belongings, whatever you needed. Whatever I had. Yep. I whatever you could more, fit in whatever there. Whatever I had, it was in Whatever there. you could fit in there. <laughs> Whatever, whatever needs that I had, it was in that backpack. <laughs> and that backpack. So I should probably tell the story of that backpack. Cause that's funny, oh man, and right? you still have the backpack. I still do. So I knew, of course, I was traveling, and this was before I actually came to Canada. So this I was go- when you were going to Saint Lucia. Yeah. So um, 
uh, downtown basically in the middle of downtown was kind of like a free-for-all almost shanty town but it had a lot of stores in there you know everybody's doing commerce right so if you wanted good shit that's where you went because these guys used to get like amazing stuff like anybody who's listening to us and, and know Trinidad well enough like back in the uh, 80s early 90s you went to you went oh god I can't remember what we used to call it now yeah, I don't remember what we used to call it, but basically, it kind of looked like a little shanty town because basically everybody that built a store then that built been a, downtown in um, Port of Spain. Spain. So everybody kind of built a level around, and so you could get lost in there. Like when when guys did dumb shit, they would run in there because the cops can't find you. They they <laughs> we're talking about maybe about ten blocks. Straight up Aladdin style. Yeah, ten, <laughs> go ten, jumping around. Ten and... blocks long of this, and cops would not. They couldn't find you in there. This is impossible. There was too many crevices and doors and everything because people used to live in there. Right? Yeah. So I knew this one spot where the guy he specialized in interesting things that probably were not legal. Because <laughs> he had like ninja stars and, and, you know, grappling hooks and all that sort of stuff, right? All right. It wasn't really legal to have that stuff back then, but, you know, he, you know, he had it. And he had this, this backpack. Now, his claim to fame on the backpack was, man, this backpack would last, like, you would be able to give your grandchildren this backpack. This is what he said to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and it was $300 for that backpack. And that's Trini dollars yeah, back then. And yeah. That would be approximately yeah. equivalent. We figured the equivalency would have been back then about 50 bucks Canadian. Well, six to one. Yeah. Right, so and that was back at that time. Yeah, so this this was expensive, right? Three hundred bucks for a backpack, and he was, you know, this is the you know, army rated backpack. The canvas is so strong, you know, it will never tear. Nothing. I said, all right. I said, I'm taking this to Saint Lucia with me. I said, I'm going to put this backpack through its paces. If this backpack doesn't last, I will come back and I will beat you with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I told him. Lovely and, commerce back then. Yeah, well, this is because everything is reputation, right? Especially for that kind of that kind of commerce. If you get one person saying bad shit, like you're done, like you're so done. Think people think they got cancel culture now. Fuck that. And that was actual cancel culture. <laughs> so, I took the backpack. I went to Saint Lucia for six weeks came back and I kept my word. He he didn't even remember me when I came in. <laughs> like I, I I had to go and actually look for him and I said, You remember me? He said so, you know, I said, You sold me that backpack. He said, Oh <laughs> so he kinda you know, he was kinda hesitant. I said, No 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 man. I I just came to tell you that your word your word is right. The backpack held up. And it's clean, it works, there's no tears, and I put it through its paces. That backpack went everywhere. And he's like, yeah, man, yeah, man, you know, I told you. 
so yeah that backpack that backpack has gone through its paces how many dozens of times over the years it's been to every camping it's been to every rough every end. minor move it, every yeah. anything that's and it's, it's still a, here. There's not a tear on it. <laughs> no, All the no tears. Well, no, there's j- just the, the one front buckle. Oh yeah, yeah. The one. Oh, and this and the strap on that the one thing in the backpack there the um like the little nylon piece. Yeah, that's that finally broke off. But all that needs to be done is just just put repaired yeah, like, back in nice and strong. Yeah, which is it. really low on our to do list. But otherwise, not like the. But no, that's it, and that's. <laughs> It's it's like what a fifty liter fifty liter backpack. Yeah, it's about a fifty sixty liter backpack. I think like it's probably that. a bit more than that. Well, it could be right. Somewhere between fifty and seventy liter kind of I thing. I would say maximum would be about a seventy liter backpack. Maximum, yeah. yeah. It's it's quite yeah it's quite amazing. Apart from those couple minor things, like that sucker's like <laughs> over twenty five years old. Like the, and those, like those couple little pieces that are a little bit torn is very minor and that's literally because I think he caught it in the door of the jeep yeah and tore that's pretty much what, what, <laughs> you know, what caused that and it's not like it's not the it's main 25 years torn. in us and yeah. a tear from the jeep yeah to wreck that yeah. and and it's still the, the crazy thing about that is it didn't rip it and shred into phrase like no. all we have to do is take the right strong thread and reattach it and it's good and it's not in the main part it's no. just the strap it's amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah so that backpack story where have we been with that goodness Every, where did we start with that everywhere uh oh divination tools right so yeah <laughs> um tarot <laughs> battlestone that tarot. karma deck tarot card okay Karma card deck and my my uh, right away tarot deck. Alright. So I guess my go. Yes. Mine would be the Lenormand cards. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect you to know it. But yeah, they're really clear. They're <laughs> for you. They're, they're very cut, cut and dry. <laughs> There's a clear way of using them. Yeah. And you can use them in a few other ways as need be yeah. but there's clear indications it's, it's they're very simple to use it's very here's what it means you see this it means this you're not trying to read into the card itself it is a representation of this meaning and if it's beside this card it means this if it's beside this other card it means that real simple I see why you wouldn't like it, but for I don't me, like <laughs> I love it because it's almost like a mathematical equation, and I love math. Well, I mean, it's I love beautiful. Ma- I love math too. It's like but... a mathematical equation. It's like a puzzle, but not. It's just it's so clean and clear. I think I think the it, you know so I guess this would be this would be ironic. Those cards are so direct that it actually pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have given you some reason. You're like, I hate your cards. I, I hate your cards. I don't. This is this is why I can't touch it. And I mean, it's just you exasperating because it's a love hate thing. It is. You love. I love that they're that, so amazing. I love that they're. Amazing. And you hate that I they love, are so in your face. I love that that you chose this as your tool of choice 
I enjoy the fact that you are absolutely profoundly precise with them. And you found me additional decks. Yes, because I think it's important to expand on what you love. But I <laughs> fucking hate the cards. <laughs> and my second to. one that I really enjoy are the runes, also because they're quite straightforward. Yes. Yes. I know when I did readings... I uh, See, I haven't even shown you that that style of reading yet. Because the runes actually have their own reading pattern. Yeah. No, no. I'm aware, but I don't think I've read... I've done your style. No, no. Like, the from, from Nigel... From Nigel's book. I remember reading. Yeah, the the you have to line you have the lines and then the the columns. And yeah. basically when you cast the runes wherever they land, then that's where the reading goes. Yeah, and that's a casting versus a draw, for example. It's a bit Right. A bit different um, than the style I've been doing. Right. But uh yeah, that that would be Another thing and interesting see, to try out. The other the other system that is like that that has a casting system is the I Ching. The I Ching? Yes. So um, we'll probably have to No, I've, I've never I've never got into that with you. The I Ching is also very precise. Like it's it's almost darkly precise if you want to put like an extreme <laughs> extreme description on it. But what is it? So the I Ching is the Chinese Tao system of divination. To, to you know, to identify okay. for you. So basically, um, you have trigams that form hexagrams. So those lines that I did for... So is it like a, a piece of wood, a chip, a card, a there, something else? There's different versions of it. So okay. the trigams could come with three coins. Okay. And then you have the bamboo stick version of it with short and long sticks. Okay. And the, the with using the coins, traditionally it's done inside of a, a mini tortoise shell. Okay. Um, and there are, there are a couple other ways. So remember those symbols I drew for, you know... I don't know what you're indicating exactly. The box that I made. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, okay. Right, so the symbols that I, those those line symbols that's those are oh, okay. Those are the I, I Ching hexagrams. Okay. So it's always drawn in in six. Okay. And it, every column is a group of trigams. Okay. So the trigams by themselves mean something, but as a hexagram as a whole, it also has a deeper meaning. That could be interesting to check oh, out. It is, I it, actually, I'm surprised that I haven't heard of this before now. Yeah, we, we've never actually gotten to that point. So, mm, so that's it's always fun to, to discuss. It. Yeah, it's always fun to learn new things that yeah. one so didn't that, know before. That's why I love the the casting of the runes because it reminds me of when I used to cast for uh, for the IG. It's, it's a those are two really really beautiful systems. Outside of town. Mm -hmm. I suspect that the the bone casting is very similar, very similar. Because from what I've what I've researched so far, it, it appears to be quite similar. Yeah, so. right. I think this should about wrap it us wrap us up here. We're both getting a bit tired and mm, kind of good. It's what 
Five in the morning? No, kind of need a pee. Not yet. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> now you need to pee. Oh, my God. I don't know. You want to tell the people something great? Uh, well, hope you all learn some things. Share some of our favorites. Maybe you'll find some favorites. Um... Yeah, um, I'm out of words. I think that was, I think those were my words. <laughs> okay. That those were good. my words. That was good. Well, you guys know what I'm going to tell you, dude. Go have some great sex. I'm not going to stop saying it. Because you guys need to. It releases great endorphins. Don't put too much onto it. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy Enjoy great fucking sex. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> Your say. motto. That's my motto in life. <laughs> <clears throat> every chance you get. Do it safely, but every chance you get. Just look at somebody and say, listen. Oh you my look God. awesome. I want to have great sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, when do people actually just come right out and say that without I have know, not other... actually seen anybody say it. No, because no. Well, that guy that I used to roommate with—that's pretty much how he used to right. approach. He's a dick, though. <laughs> But I would love to see that as as a thing that begins to happen. You know, just <laughs> go up to the They will be taken so wrong by so I many know. people, though. So that's the only problem. But if you could imagine that happening in a really beautiful and clean way, women oh, that would be it. great. That's what I think. I think women should do it. Just because of the simple fact that it, if guys do it, everybody gets creeped up. So right. women should be the ones yeah. to, to do that. So that it's it's level across the board. Uh, I see where you're going with that. You know what I mean? It still could be very ridiculous, but it's a it's a you know it's a fun ideology to consider that that. I'm all about I'm all about producing great ideologies. <laughs> all right, all right, people, be good, be good to yourself, all that good stuff. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> uh.